Good morning. Happy Sunday. Welcome to week one, baby. <laughs> Football is back. I'm giddy. I feel like it's Christmas morning. I, I do. I, last night I said that out loud and I realized, yeah, it does. It feel, last night I said it feels like Christmas Eve. Like it feels like I'm going to bed on Christmas Eve when I was a child because football's back. And I'm pretty sure my wife looked at me and she was like, what have I married? What kind of monster is? Look, it, it, this is my 12th season now, 12th NFL season that I've been with my wife. At this point, I think she just kind of rolls her eyes and lives with it. But I don't know. I'm giddy. Much of America today is giddy for football to be back, especially in Cleveland and Buffalo. We have good teams for the first time in so long. You know, both teams struggled for so long. Oh, it's just great. It's great. It is great. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um, Taking advantage of the fact that I can sit outside this morning because probably not going to be able to do this for too much longer. Things will get rapidly cold around here. Although I was looking, it is supposed to be nice again all week. I mean, we have some rain and stuff, but as far as weather temperature, I mean, goes, I think we're supposed to be in the 70s, even hit 80 once or twice this week. So it's still very much summer. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the first day of fall is September 22nd or 23rd. So technically speaking, still summer, baby. Still summer. Next weekend being the last weekend of summer. Um, it, it, yeah, so anyway, so I'm recording this outside. If you hear birds and stuff in the background, I apologize. I actually think it kind of sounds pleasant to hear the birds in the background, but uh, it's not ideal to have background noise. I will say I'm loving the birds this year. Uh, I, I went about a, a week or two ago, I went to Country Max to film a couple of commercials. Country Max, by the way, if you don't know, I do ads for them. I love them. I believe in them. I think they're wonderful. We did an ad about bird seed, and uh, up until this point, I would say my exposure to birds has been pretty minimal. I just, you know, they're birds. I don't know. But this year, earlier in the year, my wife actually went to Country Max, and she got a big bag of bird seed and a bird feeder. And we put it out back and filled it, and it was empty in 24 hours. And, you know, she said, hey, can you go pick up more bird seed? And so I went. I didn't realize she that we had already gone through a big bag. But so then I went to Country Max. I bought this big, big bag of bird seed, literally the biggest one I could find, thinking to myself, well, this will last all summer, right? I want to say probably it lasted a week and a half or so. These birds, man, they eat. But it's been wonderful because over the course of the summer, now we're up to a couple of bird feeders. Um, we've been through multiple bags of the big bird seed. And we have some birds now that, like, they, I, they either live in our backyard or they live right around our backyard. I mean, we became, we became sort of like the hot spot, you know. Birds aren't dealing with coronavirus, baby. Birds are going out every night partying. And we are the club. Hottest club in town, I think, our backyard, because we got a lot. And what's cool is, you know, you start to see some I guess exotic probably isn't the right word technically, but you start to see some colorful birds, you know, you start to see like cardinals and blue jays and stuff come through and it's just really cool. It's really, really cool. And they have a great bird section at Country Max and technically this is not an ad, but I do just want to point that out because it was a lot of fun for us this year feeding the birds and I can't think of a place with a better bird section than uh than than country max and uh i yeah i just i highly recommend it it was really fun rewarding and it was a fun little project for me to do with leo this year too because he and i would come out here and we would feed the birds not that we're done 
I was just thinking about it. As I'm sitting here in my backyard, I'm realizing these Sunday mornings where I record my podcast morning of release, you know, I used to be able to uh, sit outside and I probably maybe only have a couple more weekends of this in me before it starts getting freezing cold because we're about to hit that time of year where it's cold overnight and then it's warm during the day. So... Yeah, anyway, football being back today is going to put me in the best mood ever. I mean, like, listen to this. This is such, this is so dad. I've become a dad. My next few hours, right? It's 6.30 a.m. right now. Here's my next few hours. I'm going to go upstairs real quick. Take me 10 minutes. I'll get this podcast posted. Do a quick couple things in the bathroom, wash up, whatever. 7 o'clock, I'll be back downstairs, and I'm going to start pasta sauce. I'll get everything going. House immediately starts to smell beautiful. By the time Ryan and Leo wake up closer to 8 o'clock, they wake up to a house that smells like sauce, which reminds me of my childhood, and I love doing that for Leo, okay? Then, right about probably 8.30 or so, I get out with the lawnmower. I think, I, I don't know what the what the actual rule is, but I think you're, I don't think you're allowed to mow till 8. I don't, I, I honestly, I should look up noise ordinances for Brighton, because I think it could be as late as 9 o'clock on weekends in Brighton, but I don't know. I, I know for sure it's not before 8, but anyway, I'll probably wait until 9, in all honesty, to mow. Mow real quick. I have a small yard. Take me 30, 45 minutes. Head over to the Brighton Farmer's Market. We'll walk, me and my wife and Ryan. Brighton Farmer's Market, we're lucky enough to live right by it. If you don't know it, Brighton Farmer's Market really is the best farmer's market. And by the way, and I do not like to talk about this publicly because I don't think it's a good look for there to be local foodie on local foodie crime. But I love Brighton Farmer's Market despite the fact that I can't get into it. I have applied to it for years in a row, and every year I get a different excuse reason why I've been denied entry. So, um, and I'm talking about for my product, Guglielmo Sauce. But, you know, nonetheless, still, it's the best market in town because of how strict they are about who can get in. I mean, you go to every single booth, every single booth typically is using ingredients that were grown locally. And you might say, well, I don't know, Paul, I've been to Brighton Farmer's Market. I think there's a couple exceptions to that. There are, <laughs> which, is, which is the road I'm not going to go down as to why I can't get in. But, no, you know, we'll leave that there. Uh, so, anyway, so and then come back home, right? It'll smell wonderful. The lawn will be beautiful. It'll be close to kickoff. And then hardcore play with Leo mode because come 1 o'clock, I become the laziest piece of crap you've ever met. <laughs> Bills play the Steelers today, which is my absolute favorite situation you could ever have is today. Bills play the Steelers at 1 o'clock. Browns play the Chief at four, Chiefs at 4 o'clock. The only negative I will say about today is it has the potential to be extremely disastrous if both the Bills and the Browns were to lose because they're both playing very losable games, especially the Browns. The Browns are playing what is arguably the most difficult game on their entire schedule in week one. I guess the only advantage there is if the Browns do lose to the Chiefs. I, for once, I don't think the entire Cleveland Browns organization is going to panic because usually we lose week one, and we do. You should look it up. The Browns have, like, the worst week one record. I think the Browns since 1999 have won maybe once, tied once, and lost all the rest of their week one games. So the Browns, you know, if they lose week one – it usually, generally in the past, has always become like, wow, well, same old Browns. But this year, I have a feeling if they lose to the Chiefs, they'll get a little bit of leeway. Being that the Chiefs are, yeah, a lot. some people say best team in the league. Most people will say 
first or second best, pretty much nobody will deny top five team in the league. You know, and the Browns are not there yet. So, And then the Bills-Steelers, that one has the potential to be a little bit more heartbreaking because not only do I root for the Bills, but if but this would be such a great game for the Bills to win for two reasons. One, I root for the Bills, and two, I root for the Browns, and they're playing the freaking Steelers. So I want to see the Browns win, Steelers lose. That's your ultimate day, right? Bills win, Browns win. Beautiful. Could be beautiful. Could be ugly. Steelers win, Browns lose. No good. We don't want to see that either. Um, now, speaking of football, I do want to talk a little bit about my little fiasco with DirecTV this week because I went full temper tantrum mode and put it on social media because I tried so hard. And this is when it can get frustrating. When you try so hard to give somebody your money and it just doesn't, they, they just won't take it. <laughs> let, me, let me tell the story. All right. Tuesday of last week, I called DirecTV. Now, here's where I'll admit I've done something wrong. I knew football season was coming. I should have called a couple of months ago and gotten DirecTV. Now, I used to have DirecTV years ago, but I canceled a couple of years ago. Let me explain why I did that. The reason I canceled is because, well, basically, and listen, you know, I'm not going to say any names here, but I had a, a really good friend convince me that I should get, you know, it's sort of a, what do they call them? Like a jailbroken fire stick where you can, basically you download some app and you get a, a literally like 13,000 channels from around the world. And I got it and it was good. It was fine. It worked. I liked it. The problem was it was insanely unreliable, right? You had about a 50-50 chance of the feed you found being good, either that or it was going to be fuzzy or it was going to buffer constantly. And then if you did find one, chances are it wouldn't be there next week or it would quit halfway through. Then the service itself got busted a couple of times in the few months I had it where the service itself all of a sudden would announce, hey, we don't exist anymore. We're moving over to this other app now. You got to download this other app and get this new, um, you know, you got to get this new subscription now. And it was just too much work. It was like, it just wasn't reliable. And I'm sitting here going, okay. What's the advantage here? The advantage here is it only costs me like 20 bucks a month as opposed to paying, I think, for DirecTV. The thing I signed up for is like 70 bucks a month, and it comes with the free football. So the advantage here is it costs like 20 bucks a month, but the disadvantage here is literally every single day I have zero guarantee that this thing is going to work, and at least half the time I end up having to do extra work just to get it working. So I eventually I bailed. I said, you know what, I'm not going to do the jailbroken fire stick thing anymore. Plus, I, you know, I don't know what's legal, what's not. They claim it's legal. It seems illegal to me. I don't want to mess around with that crap. I, and I don't have to. Right? I'm a, I'm a grown-ass adult. I have a paycheck. I own two businesses. I shouldn't be stealing cable. And I'm not saying I was because, again, they claim it's legal. But it doesn't – I don't get it is what I'm saying. It didn't work, and I don't understand how it could possibly be legal. So I'm just like, let me distance myself from this. This is stupid. Anyway, um, so I finally I decided, well, okay, let's just go back to DirecTV. And I, you know, like I said, granted, probably could have waited less time. I waited until the, two, I guess it would have been the day right after Labor Day was the day that I finally called, and it was great. I go through this phone call with this woman. Um, I, you know, I sign up. It's perfect. She says, hey, you'd like DirecTV? I say, yes, I would. We go through, answer a bunch of questions. Great. You've got DirecTV. Phenomenal. Then at the end, she says, okay, we can get you 
uh, up and running. We can get you installed on October 1st. Okay, October 1st. Problem is, football starts this Sunday, September 12th. She says, I understand that, sir, but the earliest we can do is October 1st. And then I go, okay, no, no problem, right? I don't need... I don't need an actual physical satellite dish to watch football. It's 2021. I can stream it. You know, it's you've got internet. It's fine. Just activate my account and I'll and I'll do I'll watch everything online. It's fine. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. We can't do that. What What do you mean you can't do that? Yeah, I'm sorry. We can't do that. Your installation date is October 1st. That's when we activate you. Oh no 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 no! Just I know I hear what you're saying, but why don't you just go ahead and activate me right now? And it's no problem. I'll pay for it, even if I'm not getting all the services. I'll just go ahead and pay for it. It's fine because all I really care about is can I go online? Can I watch football? So just just activate me. I don't care if I don't have a satellite dish yet. I'll pay it. No big deal. Oh, I'm sorry, sir. There's nothing that can be done. October first is the earliest we can activate you. And again, I'm like, no, I don't think. I don't think you're understanding. No, no. Use the internet to make my status active, and then I'll go online and watch things until you get here with the satellite dish. She says, no, sir, I I understand you. We can't do that. That's impossible. And again, I'm frustrated because I'm going, "Uh, that doesn't. That doesn't seem impossible. It's a pandemic, and it's 2021, and DirecTV is insisting a human being come to my house to install an actual physical satellite dish, and that any other method of activation would be impossible. It it seems as though the technology they're claiming to have is less so than a telephone, because anyway... So I just figure this woman doesn't know what she's talking about. I hang up. I call back. I get customer service. I go through about two, it was close to three hours of customer service bouncing around. I went from, uh, when I go from like a customer service to customer loyalty to a tech to a tech level two and all the way back to sales. And every single one of them started with the same premise. It was so funny because it was like a script I could predict. Every one of them started off with, oh, sir, October 1st. Well, no, that's impossible. Usually we can get to your home within a day or two. Let me take care of this. And then each one of them would come back two minutes later and go, sir, I'm so sorry, but it looks like October 1st is our earliest appointment. I'd be like, I know, I know. Just activate me. And they would go, oh, unfortunately, sir, that's impossible. And that's what they kept saying. They kept saying, that's impossible. And I kept going, it is 2021. It is clearly not impossible for you to activate my account from where you're sitting right now. So anyway, each and every one of them also, according to script, would say, Sir, if you download NFLSundayTicket.tv, the Sunday Ticket app, you can sign up and watch online. And of course, you try and do that, and you find out there's only two ways that you're allowed to sign up and watch online. One, are you a college student? And two, do you live in an area that does not have access to DirecTV satellite service? Those are the only two ways in which you are able to sign up for the DirecTV online-only Sunday Ticket. And so over and over, I would have to explain and say, no, I'm not a college student, and I don't live in an area that doesn't receive satellite service from DirecTV, so I can't download that app. And I've had, at this point, I have had at least 30 people say to me, oh, just download the app. And I've had to say every single time, no, the app doesn't work. You have to be a college student or have a certain zip code. So anyway... Yesterday, I finally just get fed up. I walk into an AT&T store, and I say, let me just speak to a couple people in person. I explain the whole story to them, and finally I get the answer. The guy says to me, he goes, 
sir, here's the deal. It's not impossible for us to activate you, but our contract with the NFL says that we can only give you online access to Sunday Ticket if you also receive satellite service. For example, DirecTV Stream and DirecTV Satellite are almost two completely different businesses. I think they both belong to AT&T, but in general, they're two completely different divisions. And he said, for example, I can sell you DirecTV Stream right now and we can activate you this instant, but you don't have access to NFL. You want NFL access, the deal with DirecTV requires satellite service, and then you can get the online. It's a contractual obligation. And I explained to this guy, I go, you know what? I actually appreciate that explanation. Up until now, literally everyone I have spoken to, everybody, has just told me it's an impossible thing to do. And I didn't appreciate that explanation. I was even on Twitter direct message. Excuse me, drinking coffee. I was on the Twitter direct message with a member of their customer service. And a member of their customer service just kept telling me over and over, sir, it is impossible for us to activate your account immediately. <laughs> I kept going, what? <laughs> These people are, oh my God. But then God bless the hearts of some Twitter followers and Facebook friends, because then I put a thing up where I said, hey, look, if anyone has a username and password they're willing to give me, I'll pay you. I'll pay you. Let's do this. And DirecTV, by the way, if you're seeing this, screw you. I've been trying to give you money all week. You won't take it. At this point, you've basically turned down my money, and that's why I'm sending it elsewhere. And I had a bunch of people write me and give me their usernames and passwords, and I am so thankful for those people. Because I think I'm set up now for today. I have a few options. Yeah. Oh, I'm having that old feeling I used to have back in radio when I knew I did 10 minutes of terrible radio. Because I'm realizing you guys don't give a shit about that story. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's... I don't think I have anybody left listening. And I screwed this whole thing up because my favorite thing that I want to talk about this week, my favorite thing I saved for last, you probably do care about, but now you're not listening anymore. And that is this week was little Leo Guglielmo's first day of school. And so many people, when I say that, so many people say, how is it his first day of school? He's not even three yet. To which I say, listen, I know, I don't know, listen. I mean, he was in music classes when he was six months old. What do you want me to tell you? Uh, no, in all honesty, they do. So this year, or I guess something different from when I was a kid. When I was a kid, you did preschool for a year. Then it was kindergarten. Then first, second, third, blah, blah, blah. Now I guess they do two years of preschool relatively commonly. But here's the thing. Leo is still young. Leo shouldn't be in preschool next year. Uh, I mean, he shouldn't be in kindergarten. What am I trying to say? Yeah, kindergarten next year. Leo basically is going to be in preschool for three years because he's he's two and three quarters right now. His birthday's November first, so next year he'll he'll be in preschool again, and then the year after that he'll be in preschool again. And apparently, we could send him to kindergarten after next year. But then he would be on the young side of his grade by, like, several months. He'd be very, very young for his grade. And advice coming left and right, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this, but the advice coming in left and right is that is that to not do that. The advice coming in left and right is to say, wait the extra year and let him be on the older side of the kids in his grade. And that that would make things a little better and I guess I and I understand that because I do understand that when you're kids there's such a difference like for example the difference between a four-year-old and a seven-year-old is just drastic right 
But the difference between like a like a 54-year-old and a 57-year-old is minuscule. So I get that. I get that that there's just a difference in age at that age that doesn't exist later in life. And so you're going to give your kids some disadvantages if you sort of force them ahead early. I do understand that. What I'm trying to wonder is, is there any way that that's intellectually or physically actually good for a kid to be on the young side because they're probably constantly being challenged right and on the other side you're giving them a lot of advantages you're giving them the extra year of um you know mental development physical development too if he turns out to be some sort of an athlete or something i can see where that could benefit where he would be on the older side for his grade so maybe it would actually help him be you know physically a little stronger i don't know anyway long story short he went he went to preschool and he's going to be there probably for three years. And he goes to this awesome preschool. I'm not going to say which one because that's my wife draws the line at me giving away our exact address or exact physical location of her or him <laughs> uh, at any given time. So we do go to a preschool that is very adorable, so sweet. There's these two teachers, and they're right out of a, like a cartoon, just the sweetest ladies. They are, you know, they're just, they're like, um, they see your kid and they're like, hello, Leo. How is your Thursday? Welcome to learning. <laughs> you know, like, I'm like, these ladies are awesome. These ladies are exactly what you expect out of preschool teachers. And, um, here's the beautiful thing. You know, we had our first day. Oh, and let me just talk about first day though. Oh, let me talk about first day. There are, and I am not exaggerating, about one, two, three, four, five, six. There are seven different days that I could make an argument are the actual first day of school. Let me explain. Last spring, we went for a meet and greet. And I would say that's not the first day of school, right? But last spring was the first time we ever went. Then, uh, about two weeks ago, at the very end of August, we went for another meet and greet, which is just an hour of the kids playing on the playground and the parents standing around mingling. That's it. Then this week, we went twice for a one-hour session where he goes in the classroom, mommy and daddy don't go in the classroom, but we also don't leave. We stay out on the playground where he can see us the whole time. And you might be saying, oh, Paul, just leave. I mean, this is coddling our kids. No, this is the actual instruction from the preschool. Mommy and daddy stay. Now, next week, he has Thursday off because of Yom Kippur, because we live in Brighton. But then Friday is orientation. So again, it's one hour. The parents do not leave. He goes, he goes into the classroom, we go into a different room, and we get, I guess, orientation. The following week, finally, we get to where we drop him off and leave, but his class only goes two hours. So it's, again, it's easing into the full day, which, of course, preschool is not a full day anyway. It's just a few hours. And then finally, the following week after that is when we drop him off and he does his thing for the whole time. So there's like seven different dates in there that I could argue to you are the quote-unquote actual first day of school. But we treated this week like it was because this week was the first time where he was going to be in a classroom with his teachers with no mommy and daddy. Although I will tell you, I'm definitely taking the day off. The first time that we drop him off and leave him, that day I am... I'm not taking the whole day off, but I'm taking like a half a day off because my wife and I are going to drop him off and then probably go out to breakfast and cry into our mimosas. <laughs> He's just getting so big. He's so cute. He, and he, by the way, he didn't even, 
you know, some kids you, you worry about they're going to have a hard time leaving mommy and daddy. No. Literally, we set him down. We like we I carried him like down a hill, set him down. He turned around. He didn't even say bye. He sprinted into the classroom, sprinted into the classroom. So cute. Just the cutest. I'm just such a lucky guy. Such a lucky guy. Beautiful wife. Amazing son. Sitting in the backyard of my beautiful home next to my English bulldog, Oxford. Every once in a while. About to watch football and make sauce, right? Every once in a while, I have to remind myself. Life is amazing.